Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. That's right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Don't forget to follow me on the Twitter at RMK Madness and Instagram. Don't forget about the gram, as the kids uh, call it these days. So don't forget to give that follow. I do have... An article that came out today, published on playerprofiler.com. I should have another one to follow soon. Might not be till Monday or Tuesday, but it's in the queue, so to speak. Undrafted Rookie Free Agents, an article on, well, my picks of those those guys, who I like. And, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff if you ask me. Because, hey, you gotta take... Some dart throws on those guys in Dynasty Leagues, right? Throw them on your fucking taxi squad? You have to. You have to. And, I might add, usually every year, there's a couple that break out, right? Not always offense. But there's always a couple of undrafted guys who do something, right? So, worth paying attention to. But just kind of my choices for the top ones, most indecent situations. One is getting a particular bump up because of some certain stuff, which I'm not entirely sold on, but it's still giving them a bump up across dynasty platforms. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that in the madness. So for now, for now, we continue on. With our normal ritual of, you know, hope you had a good week. How was yours? Mine was... And then I explained mine because obviously you can't respond to me because well, it's a podcast. But feel free to on Twitter if you, you know, if you follow and you want to drop me. Hey, my week was pretty good. I, I wouldn't mind that at all. You know, I wouldn't mind that at all. But I mostly chilled with the fam. Wife had a dentist appointment. Went very well. You know, very unlike most of her other procedures where everything goes wrong. So very well. Got the car out the shop. That shit is running great. Great. It's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Some other news. What's, what else is going on? Well, well, COVID, obviously, is still going on. Still, uh, you know, breaking records. Uh, the White House is pushing to reopen schools, and it's crazy. You really wonder if we're going to get college football. Because it seems like uh, teachers aren't so much on board for going back right now. And can't blame them. <laughs> A lot of them in that uh, particular demographic. And really, it's hitting anybody right now as far as getting it. And we're starting to see the death rates climb. And that probably continue too. So I, I just... It's crazy. But uh, <laughs> It seems like that just a certain segment want us to keep pushing to get back to normal. And it's like, man, we cannot do that. We, we just can't. But, you know, I mean, we'll, 
We'll see how this all turns out. You know, maybe things take a turn for the better. But it's certainly hard to see right now. Certainly hard to see right now. Everybody's worried about football. I'm not so worried about the, much about the, the college football. I'll be honest. I, because I don't really watch it. Like, I care about college football because I care about, uh, you know, when it pertains to football, I care about these guys coming into the NFL, you know. But I, I don't really pay that much attention, watch that much college football. For starters, I'm with, you know, a good segment out there. Not always the most popular popular segment, but uh, <laughs> that believes these fucking kids should be paid. If you're going to use all that you do and these coaches are going to make millions, I mean, at the very least, at the very least, the athletes should be allowed to make money themselves using their name and their likeness. If they're not going to get paid, they should at least have that to where it's because the NCAA doesn't allow that. They can't take any money. They can't get any money. Your scholarship's good enough. Not, not for, no, that's not right. Not correct. So just, I, I, there's a lot about college football. I just, I, I don't know, but I love the NFL and I love fantasy football and I'm going to be fucking super bummed if we don't have it. But at the rate we're going, what the hell do they expect people to do? Because it's, it's just spreading. It's just spreading and spreading and spreading. And uh, that segment of the population is helping that instead of, you know, helping the rest of us try and limit it. But I digress. I know, I know, I know. It's fantasy madness. It's fantasy, not miscellaneous debris, which is my other podcast. You can check that out also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and other places. Check where you listen to your podcast. Although if you're listening, (laughs) you already got this shit. So you got this shit. Just look where you find this one. But you can get my thoughts on a lot more of that stuff if you want to check that out. Once again, follow at RMK Madness on the Twitters for all of that content. So I'll get back to sports. I'll get back. Stick to sports, chatter. Stick to sports. No! That's right. <clears throat> I won't. Except for now. I do kind of want to talk <laughs> But it's also pertaining to COVID. Because if you look at it, there's a lot of players... In hockey, baseball, like baseball is supposed to be starting up. That's looking, still looking iffy. The NBA, they, well, they're finally in their Florida bubble. And uh, there was a leak in the bubble. I don't know if they got that contained or not. (laughs) But it's crazy. You see some pretty interesting stuff as far as what uh, the players are up to. What kind of what what how they're living right now, what they're eating for dinner. People posting all sorts of stuff, Twitter, Instagrams. Get out there and check out the NBA players because it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting time if they can pull this off. And I do think the NBA has a good chance to pull this off. 
Now the key will be, <laughs> sorry that rhymed, the key will be that if there somehow is another leak and someone does test positive, because it sounds like they're going to continue to test, that you contain it and neutralize it so that, you know, it doesn't spread. But it sounds like they, the NBA just might be able to pull it off and the NFL really might want to pay attention when it comes down to it. Because uh, they may have to try and figure out how to do something similar. And it would be mighty, mighty tough. For a playoffs, I could see that. But they've got their whole season to play. Starts around flu season. Which is exactly when we'll see the second wave, potentially, of this coronavirus which, depending on the mutations, could be less deadly, more deadly. Less contagious, more contagious, all that. So it, it's, it's going to change, and it's probably going to come back. So we, we just, I mean, if people haven't figured out by now this is serious, we should probably fucking, just, like, <clears throat> excuse me. NHL, they did figure out what they're doing. They're going to play in Canada, which to me is a brilliant fucking move. And the NBA could have thought of that instead of going to, you know, Florida, which is a hotbed of corona right now. But I do think that would have been a good idea. I really do. Toronto, the Raptors, just go play in Toronto. It's an NBA city. That's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. But the NHL, they're going to play in Toronto, speaking of, and Edmonton. So they're going to go with two Canadian cities. And, I mean, good luck to, I'm not sure, I believe Edmonton's in there. Toronto should be in there. Because if they're both in there, man, that's some crazy, crazy See, I haven't even looked at, like, <laughs> I know the avalanche are in there, baby. So I'm excited for that, but I'm trying not to get too excited. That's why I'm not trying to look. I glanced at the list of teams that were going and everything like that. I did one time, one time, because I don't want to get too excited because I just got a bad feeling. But it sounds like NHL might have a good idea, too. If they have a two-city bubble in Toronto and Edmonton, which it did, Canada is doing very well right now. If they do it that way, they could be successful as well. But it sounds like the MLB is is in some trouble. And I think part of that, again, is that it's – you're talking about their season. And granted, they've they've cut a chunk of games out, right? But still – it's a whole season. It's not just a playoff thing, which is, you know – what the NBA and the NHL have to worry about. They just have to knock out the postseasons of their league or of their, you know, year, calendar year, and then plan to some start sometime a few months down the road for the new season, barring, you know, what's going on with the coronavirus. So I think it's they're in great spots. Everybody wanted to look at like <laughs> You know, 
the NFL's in a good spot now because they're they're not even playing and the MLB was just getting ready to start so they you know they still had their seasons to work out and everybody kind of looked at that as like a good thing but no one foresaw that you know what was going to happen was going to happen because there's a very good chance if America I should say the United States because I point out once again, we're part of America. If the United States had done what many other countries did and didn't bitch about it, we'd probably be okay right now. And we'd probably have good stuff in place. We wouldn't have lost as many people. We'd have the shit at bay. Everybody would, you know, work on a slow reopening, but it's turned into such a fucking political thing. And again, won't, won't delve into it. <laughs> but it's true. I, I just, it's become politicized to a point where it's almost like Trump supporters think you can't wear a mask or do any of that because then you wouldn't be supporting their godly president they love so much who wears diapers. And I still say all y'all who really are that butthurt about this Confederate flag stuff. And, oh, the statues. Remind me again what the Confederacy has done. What have they done? They existed a handful of years. They were traitors to the United States of America. And they lost the Civil War. What's to be proud of? Where is there this great heritage to speak of? <clears throat> Explain it to me. I'm serious. <laughs> Not literally right now, but feel free. At RMK Madness on the Twitters. Feel free. But I do think it, you know, it was looked at as NF- NFL is in a pretty good spot, even the MLB. NBA, NHL, they had to pause their seasons and do this, but no, they got these uh, plans now to just pop in, entertain us for a couple of months while they knock out their, you know, postseason stuff, crown their champions, and then they can take a break and see how this shit plays out. MLB, NFL, they got a whole fucking season to go. Whole fucking season. What are they going to do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Let's get into it. Let's get into some NFL news show. Yeah, I know. Patrick Mahomes got paid. Oh, shit. Did he get paid? And oh, hold on. Sorry, I was looking. Had to, had to check something up. <laughs> Check something out. Man, I, I'm not going to lie. I smoked a lot of weed before beginning to record this, if I'm to be completely honest. And it's been a few days. I've had a couple lazy days. So uh, uh, getting back into things, I'm kind of like, huh. Hmm. And I'm high. And then there you go. Odd combination of everything I'm feeling right now. But we move on. Patrick Mahomes getting paid, yes, 10 years, 
like a half a million dollars, half a billion dollars, sorry, like, whoa, fuck. And I'm sure at some point it'll be structured and all that and all that, but uh, it's a good chance. Patrick Mahomes going to be in Kansas City a long time. And good for him. I really dig me some Patrick Mahomes, so it's good to see him get some cash and some security. That's a very long contract. And maybe that's what he wanted. He must love the city that much. Not a lot of quarterbacks get yeah, 10-year deals. So that's pretty... Uh, who gets 10-year deals? Nobody really in football. It's more like a baseball contract. And then you had D-Jacks out there, Deshaun Jackson of the Eagles out there spouting off on Jews and whatnot. But then, but then, <laughs> it's coming out that uh, the Eagles owners who were supposedly had this conversation with them, they're doing this like documentary thing about Hitler. Because I guess they're Jewish. And, um, yeah, you'd have to look more into that situation. I'm not all that interested. I thought I'd bring it up. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, to me, it's kind of like people are upset that this isn't getting as much backlash as Drew Brees. And to me, I'm just kind of like, haven't we always kind of thought he wasn't like, he was like a little bit of a clown? Like, People had problems with him hanging out with gang members and shit and, uh, like, you know. He's always balled out and sound like a good teammate and all that. But haven't people, you know, always questioned him a little bit about some of his off-the-field stuff and all of that? That's a older wide receiver who's already got, you know, questions about that kind of stuff. Hey, a little bit different than white QB who's supposed to be a face of the league. And essentially backing the same stance he had four years ago while everybody else is, you know, come to the realization of the truth. So, to me, a bit of a difference, a bit of a difference, but I'm with you. I'm just not interested in it because, <laughs> again, to me, it's, it's just like, yes, I would agree that we need to make sure we eliminate Racism in all its forms. Against Jews, against anybody. But, uh, I don't... DJX? I guess he's someone that is not going to ruffle my feathers too much with what he says. Drew Brees, on the other hand, man, you're supposed to be a leader. And it really looked like at first. He's betraying a whole lot of people and sucking up to a certain particular one. Or a certain particular group, I should say. But he turned it around. He turned it around a little bit. So, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this all plays out. How this all plays out. Doesn't sound like he's going to be in trouble. I don't know what the hell the documentary thing... Like, again, like I said, I don't care. <laughs> Jadavian Clowney looks like he'll most likely end up with the Seahawks. Because... Doesn't look like anybody else is really interested. And maybe that's the best deal he can get in the best spot. It would make sense. I think for a lot of players, it would make sense, you know. This would be the kind of year you want to stick with the norm in just the aspect that it's going to be a tough year depending on how the rest of the offseason goes and training camp and all that to really get acclimated to your new teams. Could be kind of tough. 
And Raheem Mostert wants a trade. Which relates to this conversation as well. Clowney may opt to stay in Seattle because of the situation. Raheem Mostert wants to get out because he basically feels like he's being paid special teams players money. And, uh, you know, he's a big part of winning that Super Bowl, and he he wants a little bit big little bit of a bump in the contract, and it doesn't seem like Sam Fran's willing to do that, which makes sense, because with them, you can just plug in anybody, which leads perfectly, perfectly into my undrafted rookie free agent chatter, all right? So take a quick pause and get back and get into the madness. What the fuck? Welcome to the madness. That's right, that's right. And for any new listeners, this is just kind of the meat of the show. Where I get into the chunk of what I want to discuss as it pertains to the fantasy footballs. And what I got for you today is basically my little chatter along to go with an article that came out. Maybe it came out yesterday. Actually, it did come out yesterday. What the hell? But anyway, on playerprofiler.com, and it is titled, what the hell did I title it? Stashworthy Undrafted Free Agents with Fantasy Breakout Potential. And it's basically these undrafted rookie free agents. Are you even any good? And like I said before, previously, that every year, a couple of them seem to make noise, so you got to try and take advantage of that. You got to have your dart throws, right? Your lottery tickets, so to speak. I mean, names like Adam Thielen, Priest Holmes, Tony Romo, untrafted guys. Raheem Mostert, <laughs> the aforementioned, speaking of. <clears throat> so, you know, there's guys make it, guys do stuff. You know, it's few and far between because they make it there for a reason. You know, they make it undrafted. They go undrafted for a reason. But, hey, look, man, NFL scouts are people, too. They make mistakes, too. Right? (laughs) And, obviously, they let some talent slip through the cracks, you know, They let that shit happen sometimes, and they go undrafted, and they're out there. And sometimes these guys have some talent and get in situations that aren't too shabby. So we're going to look at that right now, and I begin with Marquez Calloway of the New New Orleans... Jesus. Marquez Calloway. (laughs) He tops the list. Tops the list of the article. Dude's got... Eh, decent speed, but he's got hella burst, okay? Hella burst. So, you got to check this article out. We begin with Marquez Calloway. Like I said, sorry, I get distracted. I'm trying to fix this shit on my phone. Okay, there we go. <laughs> oh, boy, we're just starting off the madness. Just, just great. Just on fire. That's okay. We know how I do things. Sometimes this happens. And what are you going to do? So, once again, Marquez Calloway. Decent-sized dude. 
He's got decent speed, but he's got burst. Okay? 19 college yard per mark. Yards per, per reception mark, that's 90th percentile. Okay? He's got the breakout age. I mean, the, people can look at some of his stats as it comes to his collegiate career. But he caught passes from three different fucking quarterbacks who didn't even hit 3,000 yards total. <laughs> he had competition on his team. And, you know, there you go. I mean, that kind of can explain. That's why you can't just look at the college production. If this dude, the player you're looking at, has some decent measurables you got to look at his situation if there's no production. So you can kind of look at that and say, hey, he looks like a decent athlete that just couldn't quite break out because of his situation. Like as far as really just kill it down the stretch his senior year because he did have some decent seasons. But I think as an undrafted rookie, he's, he's at the top of the list, okay? Because we also got to look at the situation he landed in, all right? The New Orleans Saints. Michael Thomas, okay, he is the undisputed number one. And they did sign Emmanuel Sanders. Right behind them, Traquan Smith, who I actually like. And he quietly caught some touchdowns last year. But if that's all he's doing, you know, we'll have to see how this goes. And what could all of this mean in the future? If Marquez Callaway makes the squad, gets some play this year, you never know what could happen next year, okay? Particularly if they do plan on going to Taysom Hill, which I still question. But if they do that, maybe there's a role for this type of player. Maybe the offense changes up enough that, I don't know, who knows what's going to happen after Drew Brees, right? So I definitely think, particularly if there's an injury to that receiving group, they don't have a whole lot else as far as, you know, above average talent. And so Marquez Callaway could come in and do some damage. We'll see. He's got to make the team. Obviously, that is the trick with all these guys because they're undrafted. They have no draft capital. So even if they're showing maybe some flashes and maybe, you know, you, you're pretty even with a sixth round pick, then eh, chances are it's going to be the sixth round pick. Because there's draft capital where there is none when it ultimately comes down to it. But we'll see. Maybe taxi squad guys, right? A lot of, well, practice squad for NFL, I guess. <laughs> Jesus, just keep rolling on with the hits, Ryan. Whoo! So number two on the list, <laughs> after my terrible Marquez Callaway, I just can't speak. What, ha what the hell happened? James Robinson of... <laughs> Of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Everybody was talking about Leonard Fournette. Is he going to get traded? Is he not? Well, as of now, no. But that doesn't mean he won't be. Right? Right? Exactly. Particularly depending on how he plays things. And, you know, once football does get going, if it does, and I seriously mean if, if it gets going, then we're going to have injuries just like every year. Maybe even more so this year because teams haven't been able to train at their normal facilities and all of that. So I could definitely see 
that being a bit of an issue. Injuries happening. What happens if a stud back gets hurt? Do they trade for Leonard Fournette? Does that team say, hey, what about the Houston Texans? David Johnson goes down, who they seem to like. I'm sorry, I just got... He's getting too old, too beat up. And I'm sure he'll have a decent year this year. But uh, I'm good in Dynasty, you know what I mean? But, you know, a team like that. They got a really good back. Maybe the Cardinals. Do they make another trade? I don't think they need to. Chase Edmonds, you know, Benjamin. I think they're all right there. And back doesn't quite fit Arizona. So I'm not even quite sure why I brought it up. Actually, I could see the Vikings doing something like that. Because that's Spielman, man. Following the Vikings for so many. Like, that's what he does. Like, the whole Sam Bradford thing. As soon as Teddy went down, it was like, boom, we're not done. Because do you really think if Dalvin Cook, like, was boom, done for the year, that they'd really just roll Madison and Boone all year long? I feel like those motherfuckers are trying to keep their job and they'd be like, let's get us some lead and phone in. <laughs> Regardless, James Robinson is there. Now, there is some depth on the chart. Obviously, they brought in Chris Thompson, right, free agency, and everybody's talking about him because, well, he was in Washington with Jay Gruden, who is now... It's Jacksonville. Because he's not the coach of the Redskins anymore. He's the OC of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And there's reason to be optimistic about that. All around for Jacksonville with Jay Gruden as the OC. But as everything pertains to James Robinson, Chris Thompson, eh, maybe not a super... Huge threat. Dude's almost 30, oft injured. Nearing the end, you know what I mean? Who's to say he even stays on the squad? And then you've got a couple of backups that they seem to like in Divine Azigbo. I think you say that right. And Ryquel Armstead. And I don't give two shits about Divine Azigbo. But I do like Ryquel Armstead. Okay, so if Leonard Fournette gets traded, gets hurt, etc., I would expect Armstead to fill that role, to just step right in. Maybe they use a little more of a committee, but I think there's a good chance James Robinson could potentially beat out Ozigbo for the spot on that team. Now, that's to say if they even keep Ozigbo, they might just go... Fournette? No, they wouldn't do that if they're considering. Rick. <laughs> wouldn't want to place that many running backs like on a tight switch. No, they wouldn't do that. So the practice keep four, and you know James Robinson can beat him out. At the very least, get put on the, the practice squad. So, and again, like Callaway, not a dude with a ton of speed. And it's funny because you know some of these guys, it's like you know. They're just slightly before, below average on the speed. And it's it's like, is that is that what it is? <laughs> like, we're just going to ignore the guys that you think are slower? We'll see. We'll see. There's a bit bulkier, dude, right? 
He's got great burst, great agility. Okay, strong dude. 5'9", 219. Like this dude, okay? Now, again, he's got some people in front of him in the, in the depth chart. But how quickly things can change. Should Fournette get traded? And is there an injury elsewhere? I mean, like, plus again, Divine Zigbo is, like, replacement-level talent, man. I mean, he's going to have a leg up because it's going to be a weird offseason. But if James Robinson gets a chance, I believe he could beat out a Zigbo for a roster spot. That's just my opinion. So we'll see. Just like Callaway, you know, he's got some competition there. But I think the profile and, you know, little snippets of that situation that kind of are undermined by the over overwhelming you know, nature of their situation. If, if I'm making any sense. <laughs> but they're both very similar. Okay. And they're both worth rostering. Their profile say so. And I say so. Now, the next one I want to talk about is Jermichael Hasty. The reason I bring this one up is because, well, first of all, it's on the article, so I, I'm going to bring them all up. But the the reason it's it's a little more of a talking point now is Raheem Mostert has asked for a trade. Now, personally, who the hell, what team is going to say I want Raheem Mostert? Because if a team wants a running back, well, the previously mentioned Leonard Fournette is available. <laughs> but you never know what could happen. He's basically come out and said, hey, man. I, I, I helped win the Super Bowl. I want to be po- paid more than like a special teamer. And there goes my fucking... <laughs> oh, goodness. And uh, I want to be paid more than a special teamer, you know? And so I get it, but like, dude, <laughs> like, you're almost 30. You're, you're creeping on 30, bro. You're creeping on 30, mustard man. And you've not done a whole lot the rest of your career. There's nothing, you know. You know that Shanahan offense has helped a little bit. And But that being said, if anything happens with Mostert, there's good reason to look at the rest of the depth chart, which, you know, no longer has Matt Breida. Tevin Coleman, who I do like and am a fan of. And then Jeff Wilson, who wasn't terrible in his moments, but he's not anything special. So the name to watch is Jermichael Hasty, And he needs to be on that list because I'll tell you why. Oh, what the hell? I don't have the thingy. <laughs> okay, sorry. Dude's fast. Dude's got burst, okay? He's got pass-catching skills. And he was a producer on special teams, which we all know. NFL teams love that shit. If you're a rookie and you can compete on to, you know, for a spot on special teams, that is a big deal. That's like, that's, you know, for those later round guys and guys like this, this that's a, a gateway onto the roster is kicking ass in special teams. So that's a leg up dude has. 
Now, he never, again, is he's one of those guys, didn't have a lot of production, never broke out. He's part of committees that at Oregon that just never dedicated, like, a full load to any back. And so that can kind of explain his dominator rating. Dominator. I really am struggling with speaking today. <laughs> Maybe smoke too much. No, because it should be kind of worn off by now, right? What the fuck is going on here? I can't talk. Where the shit? Whew. So, yes. They, they, look. Questions about the dude's profile for sure. But there's also stuff to like. And some of those questions can be answered pretty easily And he's going to the 49ers, who seem to be able to put just about anybody in there. But I think he's got what it takes to be able to do that, okay? I really do. More than Saved Almad. Not as big on him, if I don't say so myself. And moving on, fourth guy on the list. This one, I'm really excited about. It's a secret, but it's true. I'm excited about this one. I am. Very excited. Very excited. No! Yes! <laughs> I am. Uh, Tristan Jackson from the Rams. The, re- uh, it, the reason I find him so intriguing. Okay. You're not going to look at his profile and be blown away. I mean, he's fast. He's got okay burst. Nothing, like, super spectacular. But he does have an 84th percentile college dominator rating. Okay? And he had just one year of college production, which came during his senior season. And see, this is where people start to have questions because you flash in the pan, one-year wonder, et cetera, et cetera, because you're in college four years and how you only produce one year, blah, blah, blah. And again, other than his speed, there's not, well, some of his other metrics he was not uh, tested for. So that's a question mark, which is also a concern. That's always a concern when you don't have the information, right? And then one year of production. So the breakout age, no good. But if you dig deeper into his profile, and with these guys, you kind of have to to figure out, you know, what did the scouts miss? You know, why do things appear they are? And this is where you come out with a handful of guys with, hey, There's a potential here. And not that I nailed everyone. I'm sure there are other reasons to like some other dudes. But these are the ones I picked. And I got some bonus ones at the end that are in my article. Boom. But back to Tristan Jackson. His first two collegiate seasons, he played at Michigan State. And then he transferred to Syracuse. Now... I'd have to look into exactly why he transferred from Michigan State. Because if it's disciplinary, you know, that's kind of an issue because that's the -the off-the-field stuff, which I'm not as big on as everybody else, but it does play a part. But if it's more he just couldn't get on the field, maybe he wanted to transfer, who knows? But he ends up in Syracuse. He doesn't play hardly at all his first year there, right? almost like a redshirt year, okay? And then his senior year, boom, he kicks ass. So there is something to look at to say, okay, you really do you really look at the first two years of Michigan and say, what happened there? Examine that. And 
and then the transfer to Syracuse. This is a guy, I think, has the potential to really break out. Because he did have a pretty good senior season. And there are circumstances that led to that being just one year of solid production. And I do think that's explained away. And you look at his situation and you say the Rams. Yes, they have Robert Woods. They have Cooper Cup. And who else? (laughs) I know. I know. They got tight ends. Boy, do they got tight ends. I don't. Everybody's hyped on Tyler Higby. I got to say, I'm not. Joe, there it's okay. I like him. I'd probably take him in a draft over, but I don't really want anything to do with either one. But I think Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, both guys you can trust, right? Brandon Cooks is gone. Josh Reynolds is in there. But I would say, if Josh Reynolds was so great for the past couple of years, why'd they feel the need to add guys? And then you do have rookie second-rounder Van Jefferson. Now, (laughs) there's a little appeal to Van Jefferson, but I could see a circumstance where Tristan Jackson's on this fucking team, okay? Fifth receiver. And if he is... There is no reason to think he can't do something because this depth chart really isn't as bad. Brandon Cooks isn't there. Josh Reynolds, unproven. Van Jefferson, rookie as well. You got your two studs up top. You never know what happens. Injuries aside, what if this year, during this season, we have to worry about dudes catching COVID? If someone gets COVID, boom. If they out for two weeks? Okay, so if Cooper Cup and Robert Woods both catch COVID, boom. You might be happy to have Tristan Jackson. Because, honestly, this is the kind of guy that if Cooper Cup and Robert Woods were out, 6'1", about 200 pounds, he could really do some damage. I like this guy. I like this guy. But I got to say, I got to say, even more than Tristan Jackson is the last guy on my list. <laughs> Charlie Taumopeo. I really don't know how to say his name very well, but the undrafted Thailand for the Dallas Cowboys. And last but not least, so let's get into him because this dude's metrics are great. Now, he doesn't have the best speed score and his 40 time is above average, but his burst Agility, catch radius, all skyrocket, upper percentile. Dude's solid athlete, okay? 6'2", 240. Dominator rating in the 78th percentile. College yards per reception in the 92nd percentile. Breakout age in the 89th percentile. I fucking love this guy, Okay? And I could give two shits about Blake Jarwin. Well, I know Blake Jarwin's going to get the shot this year, but you know what? I don't care. <laughs> First of all, 
at least for now, right? At least for now, you've got three pretty studly receivers. Because I still, I still believe in Michael Gallup. So you've got three pretty studly receivers. Are you really going to need that tight end now? Now, eventually, Cooper and Gallup are going to leave, right? So we'll see what happens with that. And then, so, and obviously, these kinds of guys, they might not even make noise. Uh, that sounded a little Christopher Walkenish. These kinds of guys. But the, these types of players, these undrafted free agents, like I said, they're taxi squad kind of guys that you you hope either, you know, break out at some point this year, or you see a little flash, or, or maybe hang on in next year. And because this guy, Charlie Taumopoya, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Seriously has a path, man. Again, all these guys are going to struggle because of the fucking offseason. But this dude, this dude right here, who's he need to beat out? Who's he need to beat out? I'm going to look up right now. Oh, no, that should be on here. Because <laughs> Jason Witten's gone. Oh, okay, here we go. Jarwin's direct backup. Dalton Schultz. <laughs> Look at his profile. Look at his profile. <laughs> so I gotta go. I gotta go with Charlie Tamopoya. Because Jarwin gets hurt this year or anything with that or to underperforms, you know. Do you think there's a chance for Charlie? But I also see how the tight end might not be as useful in the offense this year. Like I said, at some point, maybe next year or the year after, something happens with one of those other receivers, the tight end position may becomes more important. Now, if they go out and trade for an awesome tight end or draft one, then forget about it. And they seem to like Blake Jarwin for now. But there's no reason to believe that Charlie will move his way into second on the depth chart. That's a pretty good spot to be in for the tight end if you're the direct backup. So that's what I got for you rolling on these undrafted free agents. And then my bonus picks, I was going to make them honorable mentions in my article, but I decided to save it. I didn't want to make my article too fucking long. So I decided to save it for the pod. And that's uh, Darius Jackson. Is that his fucking name? <laughs> Enrico Dottle, right? The Dallas Cowboys undrafted free agent running backs. Both of them. They got both of them. Because if you look at their fucking depth chart, the Cowboys depth chart, when it comes to running back after Zeke, who, you know, we'll see what happens, but there's always, he's already had COVID, you know, he's... <laughs> He had some questions after him last year, even though he did finish right at the top. So I don't know what, I don't know. But anything with him, then you got Tony Pollard, right? Tony Pollard is that direct backup. But after him, it's a dude by the name of Jordan Chun, who I had honestly never heard about. And he looks like garbage. <laughs> but Rico Dottle, Darius Anderson, not Jackson. I fucking said Jackson. I knew I got the last name wrong. Rico Dottle, Darius Anderson. Check these guys, man. 
because that one of them, one of them, could very easily beat out Chun to be third on the depth chart. And you know the Cowboys are already talking about using Pollard as a receiver too and things like that. So I think Pollard's going to get used. Zeke's going to get used. What happens if one of them, one of them gets banged up, gets COVID, etc.? I don't expect it'll be Mr. Chun. <laughs> and if it is, wow. Watch out. I think it's going to be one of those other two guys that wins that number three spot. So why not take a chance, if you know what I mean? But all right, that's what I got for you. That's my bonus picks. The bonus picks of those undrafted free agent running backs of the Dallas Cowboys. They seem to do a pretty good job with those. Huh? Getting those obbies most of the time. <sighs> anyway, yes, yes. So take a quick breather and get back and uh, close up shop, yes? Game over, man. Game over. Game over indeed. Indeed. I hope everybody has uh, a good weekend. I mean, I don't know about anybody else. I don't really have plans. Not a lot to do. It's supposed to be fucking high. And good God, if you live in the South, I'm so sorry. This fucking heat dome shit they're talking about. They're talking about record, like, numbers. Like, I don't know if they said record numbers. I accidentally threw that in. But numbers in the 120s and shit like that. Like, come on, man. It's enough. 2020, it's enough. Heat dome. It's fucking high here, man. In Colorado. Mile high city. We's up a little higher. Should be a little cooler. People say we're close to the sun. No, the atmosphere, all right, is colder. Sons of bitches. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, it's high here, man. Women, men and women, and everybody else. It's high here. Real hot. It's damn near 100 here. So I feel, I feel for those people. I feel for them. Because it's hot. And that just sounds terrifying, man. Heat dome? Get the fuck out of here. So, yeah, it's hot. I don't plan on it. We'll probably go outside and do some, uh, you know, water gun fight, water balloon type of stuff at some point. Other than that, we chilling. We's just chilling. I'm going to watch some more New Japan Cup. And Saturday night, my uh, Unidentified Season 2 is premiering. That's right. So if you're into UFOs and shit like that, I highly suggest, well, first of all, checking out the first season of Unidentified if you haven't. It's only like six episodes. You can fucking binge it easy. And then tune in Saturday or DVR or just look it up on your shit. It's probably on demand. <laughs> and watch that shit. Season two. ba 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 bam There you go. A little alien watching for the weekend. But I do hope everybody has a great weekend. If you are drafting, everybody draft well. Good luck. Good luck in bunches. I know everybody is still doing this, this Scott Fishbowl draft, which obviously I didn't make it in. And that's okay. I should have expected it being my first year to apply. And again, I didn't want to apply until I actually had some fantasy because I didn't want to enter as a fan. To enter as an analyst. And I kind of wish that was a mistake. But on the other hand, I didn't want to enter as a fan previously because last year was really the first 
I had really learned about it, because I'll be honest, I ain't give two shits really about social media. (laughs) It's very productive to have it in certain ways. But so really getting into it. Yeah. Okay. So now I am a fan, truly. And I've got published, you know, material as an analyst. So there you go. I mean, both requirements, I've applied one, so I feel good about my chances next year. We'll see how it goes. And you know what? I don't got to be a ton of money to throw around charity right now anyway. So do better next year. You know, we'll see how things go. But I, I wish all the very best of luck to everybody in there and drafting this year. And you know what? You'll be happy to have me in when I finally get in. Because I'm a crazy bastard. But it's going to be good times. It's going to be good times. You guys are going to have a blast. It's for a good thing. It's for charity. So who cares? I saw the podfather out there. Started his team off well. So that Scott Fish is going, going down. That draft is going. Good luck to everybody doing that. And any other drafts. As I said. So I hope everyone has a great weekend. And just remember those few things. Stay safe. Stay vigilant, stay mad. Ta-ta, laters.